I think if you know what you want to do, just follow that passion. Never give up. Just keep at it. I mean, you're always going to fail. Everybody fails. You're always going to fail again. But, you, you know, you will, if you really want to do it and you're passionate about what you want to do, just keep trying and eventually it will work out. You'll get a break. It might take longer than you expect, but as long as you keep trying, that's that's the main thing, I think. And that's that's through life as well. It's not just a job or career. It's uh, anything you do. Are you searching for your ideal career, fed up of your daily grind, or simply want to hear some inspiring stories? Then you've come to the right place, because it's time to do a job you love. It's time to get work savvy. Welcome to episode 37 of the Get Work Savvy podcast, the show that aims to provide you tips, tricks and advice to help you find or create your perfect job. If you're new to the show, then hi, my name's Liam. I'm an e-product manager working for a national training provider in the UK. And I truly love what it is that I do, but it wasn't always that way. You might be here because you're intrigued about what others consider their dream job to be. You're looking for that inspiration and motivation to find a way to get work savvy yourself. Or if you're like me and you've started going down a path that really isn't you, then you're in the right place. Each episode, we highlight a different professional working in a wide range of different industries. And by listening into their experiences and the tips that they share, should be able to help you no matter the direction that you want to take. This week we speak to Dan, who's such an awesome character, but also has an incredible job. Let's learn a little bit more from Dan and remember to subscribe to listen into his full episode in the coming weeks. So I'm a freelance cameraman, specialised mostly in adventure TV, but I also work in all genres of television, not film, but mostly any, any genre of television, whether it's multi-camera or single camera, studio-based, run-and-gun style shooting, it's all in my... Um, plethora of skills I should say it's very versatile I've to like adapt for different shooting styles depending on the camera the equipment the terrain things like that but yeah generally I'm a I'm a I'm a cameraman what an awesome job right and Dan does go into quite a bit of depth about becoming a cameraman which we'll share in his fuller episode as we previously mentioned but what's interesting about Dan is that he hasn't taken a traditional path he started off with an idea that many of us have at some point, and that being travelling. So let's hear about where that took Dan and hear how Dan ended up coming back to this idea of a cameraman in later life. Well, I'm 43 now and I've only been doing my career for 10 years. So that's 33 years I was kind of not really doing much. <laughs> but yeah, I went, to, I went to Aberdeen to college to do travelling tourism. I lasted about two, two terms um, before dropping out. I think I got kicked out actually. Because, uh, yeah, I just I had no interest. I was young and left home. I wanted to have fun, to be honest with you. That that was it, living for the moment. I carried that on, living for the moment, for many years. Um, so I went to Europe. I was planning to go there for six months. Uh, Amsterdam was my first stop. And I ended up kind of running out of money straight away and having to get some work. And back then, there was, there was loads of work around in Europe. So I, I ended up staying in Holland for quite a while and um, I ended up not coming back to the UK for about 10 years actually. Uh, I traveled around Europe uh, and then went to the US for quite a long time. I worked in most places. I had about 50 jobs over that period of time. No interest in really keeping a job that long either. Just moving on. I spent quite a long time in Asia and then finally I was in Australia when I was 29 and kind of speaking to friends at home that were starting their careers and you know getting married and stuff like this I kind of thought what am I I doing I need to kind of sort my life out a bit and the one thing the 
constant throughout the whole time was taking photographs. So I really enjoyed taking photographs. And uh, that was the one thing I knew I, I quite liked. So I like traveling. I like taking photographs. So I applied for university at Lincoln to do a media course. And uh, they, they let me in, surprisingly. So I came back to the UK when I was 30. And uh, I was a bit scared, actually. The only thing that scared me was if I could stay somewhere for three years and do this study because I've moved around so much. Like staying in one place for that period of time was was um, yeah something I, I didn't know I could do actually. And I ended up really enjoying my course, and I you know I uh, I stayed, did the three years, did really well. I got a first in my degree, and um, yeah, so that that took me to to 33 and then kind of leaving uni was a bit of a shock as well a lot of my friends doing the same degree just kind of went back to where they grew up and went back into old jobs and stuff because it's it's quite a, a cutthroat industry really um especially you know becoming a cameraman or or even just becoming a camera assistant before you becoming a cameraman but I was very lucky I kind of blagged my way into a, a facilities company a camera hire company um, I told them I knew someone I didn't and they, that got me in the door, that got me an interview. And um, the company only hires three people a year. So it's quite, you know, it's quite hard to get a job there. And I managed to get a job within two weeks of leaving uni. And I was training as a, an in-house camera assistant. I was just, I was very lucky. I love that Dan followed his passion. And it just goes to show that it all works out. And he's lucky enough to continue traveling with his work today. But also what I love about that, how Dan wasn't like others myself included, who left university without really any kind of direction of where they wanted to go. He went and found a company that he wanted to work for, and he didn't exactly take no for an answer. Let's hear how he actually managed to get that role. And who knows, this technique might work for you as well. It's definitely a turning point in my life. That one point where the guy opened the door and I asked if it was any work and he said no. And I said, blah, 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 has sent me. They said I should come here. And then, oh, you know, you know him. Oh, come in, meet, meet the manager. And that was it. That foot in the door interview was what changed, what made my, well, this is why I'm here now, actually, in this, in, in my job, I think. So I did my three years there, which was essentially like doing a, another degree. And uh, I talked to you a bit earlier about the fact that I feel like I didn't really need my degree, even though I'm very happy that I did my degree and I enjoyed my time. But I basically started from scratch again, learning a new trade. I did three years there then I left and became a freelance camera assistant and then after two or three years of being an assistant I slowly progressed to becoming an operator and then I've been a freelance operator now for five four or five years. I love how Dan fought on his feet there and he actually did a bit of research and was able to get himself that foot in the door as he said and managed to get one of those very rare places at that particular company and as Dan explained he then had to go through the whole learning journey all over again. But whilst he was doing that, he was learning from others and looking towards where he wanted to go. So not only thinking on your feet and seeing if there's any particular way that you could potentially get your foot in the door, but also think about whatever you're doing at the moment, being that learning journey and keeping your eye out on what other people are doing to see if that's something that would interest you in the future. People coming in, I'd have to prep a kit for them and I'd be like, oh, where are you going? And they'd be like, oh, we're going to Iceland or, you know, oh, we're going, we're doing this job in Norway. Uh, and then they come back and they chat to you about it. And it's like, oh, that's fantastic. That sounds brilliant. My driving force was the people around me that were coming back from doing these jobs and all these freelance cameramen and assistants. And it's just like, 
wow, they've got a great life. They get paid actually quite well. And they, they just get to go to some really cool places. I mean, I, I have since being freelance, I've got to go to some fantastic places. Like I did a shoot in the Amazon with uh, Freddie Flintoff. We basically landed in Manaus in the, just on the, on the rainforest, and like the main city in the Amazon. And uh, we got a boat down river for two days before we started our journey. And we, we cycled the Trans-Amazonian Highway right across Brazil. And we had to sleep in hammocks every night and all the data transfer had to be done with a generator at night while we were cooking our food around the campfire. And uh, it's, it's a non-touristy area. It's just a dirt road ranchers use and loggers use. And like meeting people along the way that just had no idea about our kind of lives and like seeing a camera and a film crew and everyone was just really interested and they were really interesting. And like, that's just that one job was amazing. And, the, and then from there, it's, you know, I've done lots and lots of different jobs like that. But that was one of my first as a freelance camera assistant. It's really good. And since then, I've been halfway around the world, pretty much. One of my most recent jobs was I filmed uh, the Indian Prime Minister with Bear Grylls in uh, an Indian Tiger Reserve. And uh, it, it was actually the most tweeted television program ever. 3.6 billion tweets it had, interestingly. So it got more than the Super Bowl. But that was, it was absolutely incredible. I got to meet the Indian Prime Minister and I saw wild tigers while we were there. And, uh, and it's like one of the most watched TV shows in the world as well. It's just really nice to be involved in something like that and, and see some of those things. So come on, tell me that doesn't sound like an incredible job. Absolutely awesome. I love listening to what Dan had to say and the experiences that he shared. And like I keep saying, his episode will be released in the coming weeks and it is jam-packed full of more of those experiences. Something that we later talk about was Dan's biggest challenge and I think it's something that could hit any of us and that being asked to take a step up. For Dan, it was becoming the director of photography but it might be you covering for a more senior position or even doing something a little bit different that will give you that opportunity to take the next step on your journey. Let's listen into Dan's experience from this to learn a bit more. Doing my first director of photography role was probably my, my biggest challenge, I think. I've been second camera on series two and three of Running Wild with Bear Grylls, where he takes a celebrity out into the wild. And then it came to the fourth series, or the end of the third series, I think it was. And the, the, the director of photography on that, one of my best friends, Mungo, he, uh, he actually got his own hosting a show so he got a show that he hosted expedition mungo which is animal planet so he went away for three months to do that and they needed someone to fill his shoes basically big shoes to fill so the production asked if i would like to do that it was the last episode of the third series it was with mel b so they asked if i would run it supervise it it was my first kind of going from doing only second camera to then running this huge nbc show you know, big celebrities. And yeah, that was, that was the biggest challenge for me, knowing whether I could do it. Cause a lot of my peers are really like a lot of them are motivational speakers. They, you know, they do extra stuff where they go and talk to people about risk and their jobs and everything like that. And I, I'm kind of not like that. I don't really, I'm not a speaker, I'm not into that. I'd like to, I think it's great. And uh, I really admire them for that, but I find that quite difficult. So being in charge of like a camera crew, was quite daunting and actually we we smashed it and it's the most I don't know if it is anymore but at the time it was the most watched episode of Running Wild and it's the only one that's on BA flights that if it's anymore so it kind of like in the end it went really well and was director of photography on the whole of the next series so 
getting through that challenge was hard, but then I felt that I could do it again. And there you go. Now I've got more director photography credits and I feel like I could carry on and do nearly anything actually. What a wonderful opportunity there for Dan. And I'm so glad that he took it with both hands. And I want you to remember that when an opportunity comes up, think of it as being you've got nothing to lose. What is the worst that could really happen? But equally, think where that could lead you. That's not to say take every single opportunity because there might be those opportunities that might take you in a path that isn't quite right for you. But certainly watch out for those ones that will allow you to learn something different or take that next step towards your ideal job. Now, as you can imagine, Dan isn't constantly running about a forest or a jungle or cycling down dirt paths following famous people with a camera. He does have a certain amount of downtime as well. And that can come with a lot of those freelancing roles that you might start off with if you're creating your own business or you're trying to build up your portfolio and your reputation. Let's hear more about how that affects Dan and if there's anything that you can learn from his experience. I, I go away and do a job. could be 10 days, could be two weeks, could be four days. I'll come home and I might not work for two weeks. And then I go away again and do another 10 days, two weeks. And I'll come home and I might not work for three weeks. And that period between that downtime is always a time when I go back to do my next job I'm like oh I haven't done this in a little while can I do it instantly I know day one that oh yeah absolutely this is this is like this is what I do but the downtime is definitely the worst bit about my job I think because you have time to think about things and think oh god can I do that next job you know I might forget what I'm doing but uh as soon as I start again it's like uh it's like riding a bike so it's I should never worry but you know we always we always worry about silly things, don't we? I think Dan's absolutely spot on there because if you're left to think about things and let the negative comments eat away at you, then you can always talk yourself out of a situation. So if you are in that position where you're getting a bit of that imposter syndrome or if you're just second guessing your ability, take a breath, remember what you've done before and think, what's the worst that could really happen? As I'm sure you could imagine, Dan has been putting some probably more challenging positions than we might be having to run around after bear grills and being in other adventurous scenarios when he's trying to capture it all on film so I asked him if he has any advice on what keeps him going through those difficult moments I think just following the passion and enjoying my job gets me through a lot actually I think some wise words by by the man himself bear grills I think he uses these a lot and it's on a lot of his products as well never give up is probably the biggest motivation you can ever get is just never give up. And I would say personally, just live for the moment. As long as you're enjoying what you're doing and living for the moment, that's uh, that's my motivation. Getting to the next step is 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 one thing, but living for the moment is the thing for me. And what wise words to take away from both Dan and Bear Grylls. Thank you so much again to Dan for appearing on this episode and the subsequent episode that I keep mentioning. <laughs> stop now, I'll stop now. But do make sure you subscribe, share this episode with anyone you think would find it interesting or it would be helpful to. Leave a rating and review in the Apple Podcast or Podcast Player of Your Choice if you do have time because it really does help the show. And I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about Dan and his work, then I'm going to let Dan finish off the episode by explaining where you can find him. And don't forget, all those links we found in the show notes of this particular episode. DanBarring.com if you want to 
go to my website you can get in touch with me there if you want to it's got some of my recent work i've done most of my recent stuff's either been on netflix nat geo or discovery that you can watch the new series of running wild with bear girls on nat geo which is coming out in november some good celebrities on there i, I recommend watching the, the previous series as well if you're into adventure and celebrities being taken out of their comfort zone and a, and a really good interview in the wild there's some good ones in there yeah that's about it really i'm on instagram as well if you want to follow me but i also post some quite good photos of my my job as well i hope you've taken aboard some of the advice that's been provided in this episode from the experiences dan shared with us and that it helps you to find a way to get work savvy so until next week take care and i'll speak to you soon